0: Welcome to By the Left, By a Reasonable Boy, episode 22, Corruption. Well, this is what happens when you give these people too much power. The uh, Paterson debacle that's taken place in the House of Commons, where the government tried to uh, undermine the standards authority in the House of Parliament for one of their own and it was a very very well what can we say unedifying spectacle and unfortunately it's what we've expected all along uh, and what we've seen all along with this government Owen Patterson has been found guilty of uh, bringing his uh, parliament into, into disrepute by taking payments for lobbying on behalf of companies the fact that the government wanted to undermine that independent investigation and also basically uh, overturn the decision to suspend him for 30 days says so a great deal about the situation we're in at the moment and uh, unfortunately we see more and more corruption taking place and it's you know it's it's low level corruption in some respects But it brings to focus the fact that there's too many MPs having too many second jobs or third jobs or fourth jobs, um, as well as representing us. well, they can't represent us if they're working on three or four different um, uh, organisations or companies or whatever. Now, there's always been a link between between MPs and business and MPs and unions and MPs and charitable organisations, and that's fine. That's part and parcel of politics. But when we see MPs, hardly it's the primary work, which is in the House of Parliament, because they're on the jollies with a, with a company that they're um, doing work for. Uh, I mean, the, you, you look at the um, people who might say, well, it's only the Conservatives, but no, it's the Labour Party as well. I mean, Keir Starmer, uh, on top of his uh, for leader of the Opposition, He's also undertaken private work outside of that, private legal work. Now, I'm sorry, but that's not wrong. I don't care whether you're left or right or centre or whichever part of the party you belong to. He should not be doing private legal work whilst his leader opposition, his sole focus as leader opposition, should be on taking the government to task. And to me, that's totally wrong. And it should abstain from all further legal practice, until, unless, unless or until he's not the leader of the Labour Party, but as leader of the Labour Party, I want him fully focused on the task at hand. And you can't be if you're doing 15, 20 hours, uh, for, you know, even five hours of work for, you know, for legal interpretation of, uh, of law and what have you. So you look at the fact that so they're on about £83,000 a year an MP I think they're thereabouts they then get subsidised train travel you know they claim their tickets back I mean that's fair if you're going from constituency to, to, to London you then claim back your mortgage your rent you then claim back all the utilities so all your council tax all your water bills all your electric bills all your gas bills you, you know your telephone and mobile phone you claim all that back if you have children, you can claim five thousand three hundred and forty-five pounds per child. I think it is up to the age of, up to the age of eighteen, and you can claim for three children. And that's per year. You also get subsidised meal sub- and sub- subsidised drinks. They're onto a good thing here, these MPs. And um, yeah, you know, when you consider that you know, they're just taking £20 away per week, away from Universal Credit. You know, that £20 a week, that's, shall I say £80 a month, to make it say say it's a four week month. So it's £80 a month. That's under £1,000 a year, £960 a year. You know, that's not, not even a fifth of what they get for children. And they can turn around to people and say, Oh, we can't afford it. Yes, I, I know it will be a bigger figure because obviously we're talking about six hundred and fifty MPs as opposed to millions of people on universal credit. But that's not the point. We have people turning around to other to other people saying, "No, you can't have that. You can't have this. You can't have that," and then clinging on and making sure that they get what they get exactly the same. So the final sorry, pensions ended. So what did the uh, but they kept theirs. So it's this hypocrisy that we see time and time again, and I think it's about time that MPs actually lived in the real world once. They're getting subsidised by us, and I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying they shouldn't get costs for staffing costs for in the constituencies. I'm not saying they shouldn't pay costs towards administration, at houses. Of House of the Commons I'm not I'm not saying they shouldn't, have, shouldn't be able to claim their um, travel expenses back but you know they were given 10,000 pounds when Covid started so that they could use it to run their offices at home well you know we have MPs pay, actually sending in their utilities bills from home because they Think that they're at home. My, my, my problem with that is that if you're an MP who doesn't live in London and lives far away and you commute into London and you rent a flat or you pay a mortgage, which is then reimbursed, well, it's paid for, it's paid for by the, the House of the Parliament, and then you have all these utility bills paid as well, and that's one thing. But when MPs are at their home, and I mean their home, not their, their real home, which they pay for anyway, and they pay for their utilities at their home anyway, to then turn around and say, oh, we can, I'll send the utilities bills in for this, for my home. I think that's totally wrong. It's your home. It's not a flat that you use when you're at work, it's your home. And your home bills shouldn't be yours alone to pay. We shouldn't have to be paying for those. So this stench of corruption, which has got, gone through the House of Commons, I think this is the starting of the end of, of people's trust in MPs. There's still a small minority of MPs there in there that, that are, you know, they sensible. They claim for what they need. They claim properly. They don't get overboard on things. But there's a lot of MPs that I believe there's a lot of MPs. And they're just in it for the money and the power and the privilege, and they couldn't give two f- tuppence for what we think. And I think it's high time now that we put some pressure on the uh, House of Commons Authority and said, look, these subsidies have got to stop, and they've got, you've got to tie it up on what people can claim for. I think, yes, people may make the argument, well, they were, it's Covid and they were at home and they were, and they were uh, still can, and well, you know. Go to your constituency office. Use that. You know, you've got an office there, use it. Don't work from home. I think this has shown MPs in such a poor light. Not. That, I mean, not not a lot of people trusted them in the first place. But uh, even so, even now, I think this is, and I think the Conservative Party have just sort of realised this is a te- step too far. And for Johnson not to see that in the first place shows how poor his judgment is. Um, I think there's an awful lot of Conservative MPs looking over their shoulders and thinking, this is going to really damage me. What does it look like to my constituents? And all MPs should be looking over their shoulders, quite honestly, and thinking about how my actions impact my constituents, because I don't think they, they make decisions and they're not impacted on that by those decisions. So I think the more that these things come back to Come back to them, you know that like twenty pounds a week reduction in universal credit. You know, we should that we should be saying to them, okay. So if, you're, if you if they can't if you can't afford thousand pounds a year for for someone, then you can't have your you you're going to take away one of your payments for your children, which is 5000 I think it's £5,345, pounds, I think it is. I might be wrong on that, but it's certainly over £5,000 pounds a year. And see how they like it. Hit them, hit them where it hurts, in their pocket, and they'll squeal and they'll shout. Because it, it's the only way we're going to get these people back into line. And I mean, you know, we've got to do this in a sensible manner. We've got to make sure that we're we, on their case all the time don't care what party the MP is in they should be doing the work for us not for them for us and if we and if it comes to the point where an MP is spending more time doing private work than they are representing us then I think it's about well, I think I think people should make it quite clear to that MP that if he or she wishes to remain, remain an MP in the future then they've got to change their attitude You know, write letters to them in a civil manner. Uh, When you talk to them, be civil, but make it quite clear and quite fair and firm with them to say, we pay you to do a job. You're not doing that job. You either do that job properly or you resign. If you want to be on the board of directors of a company or companies, that's that's fine. But you can't be an MP as well. So make your choice. Do you want to be on the board of directors or do you want to be an MP? And we need to do that for every single MP. Make it really clear to them, they work for us. We don't work for them, they work for us. Reasonable boy out.